Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 473. Today, Wednesday, the 23rd of November, 2016. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to all of you people watching. We should be streaming live to Facebook. Hello. I, I feel like Gus Honeybun. Should I turn the lights mm-hmm. off? Uh, and uh, also, hello live on Facebook, hello to YouTube Live, and hello to the people who are watching via sonicstate.com forward slash live, where there's also an IRC chat room. So there's kind of three places you can comment and chat, though I can't see the Facebook one. I can sort of monitor only one at a time, but I, I won't blather on about that. Uh, what is this? This is a podcast to do with music technology, synthesizers, software, production, live shows, MIDI controllers, anything to do with the technology of making music or the technology of performing music, and maybe some of the other sort of social aspects to it or music sales distribution whatever you like really i mean it, we kind of wing it a little bit but i want to say thank you very much for joining us uh we should also say a thank you to our sponsors obviously uh, isotope will be giving away another copy of neutron can you believe it and that seems to be a very popular competition got a lot of entries last week so hopefully we'll keep those numbers up and everybody will be happy i uh, also want to say thank you very much to uh, the guys in the chat room uh i think i can hit that one there this is the one that i can put on screen i can't manage the youtube one and unfortunately but uh, hello everybody and welcome out there right let's uh, let's introduce our guests we'll start off with mr ty unwin uh composer there in his synth cave uh taken a few short seconds out of his uh, crazy schedule when i'm sure he'd rather be sleeping to uh, join us how are you ty are you well i'm good thank you yeah excellent it's been a good week i'm glad to hear it have you been uh, composing uh, lots of synth based uh period drama uh, uh, music? No, I've been doing uh, the Midge album and oh, and I've been using a lot of Oh, the drug ah. Ah. Oh, yeah, It looks good on you, Ty, I have to say. Uh, been, yeah, been getting a, a lot of use this week. And um, it's funny, isn't it? Once you start with something like that, it's just like, oh, it's just so much easier to use that because it always sounds good. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely right. It's a it's a fantastic little synth. Is that that starting to approach your if you had to take one synth to a session, if it was a mono, for instance, would it? Yeah, if you if I had to if I had a mono synth to take, if I, you know, I just had to take a mono synth, it would be up there in the running. Definitely. It's a good it's great. I just in terms of versatility. Very versatile. Oh, so. you've got us all gassing away. I can see the people on the on the comments. So, mm, ow, yeah, dreadbot. And uh, anyway, well, welcome, Ty. Thank you very much for joining us. And also, we have Mr. Gaz Williams uh, from his base camp. What is that thing that's dangling f- behind your head? It looks like some kind of giant. Yeah, that. Oh, it's a it's a vocal booth. Ah, okay. It's just the 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 angle of it. Sorry, I was thinking, what on earth is that? It looks like some kind of uh, <laughs> uh, police equipment. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Gaz, bass player, producer, music technologist, uh, coming to see us tomorrow. I think we're going to have another look at Circuit, right? It's about time. Lots of things have happened in the Circuit world. I think it's really... Uh, yeah, so we need to we need to put that right, because our, our original review is quite out of date, that really, because uh, it really has addressed so many of the things that we, we sort of flagged them. But, you know, brilliant. Really good. Anyway, but, uh, yes... Uh, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I think it is, yeah. This week's going very fast. Uh, but yeah, nice to be on the show. I'm quite excited about today's show, actually. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that at least one of us is. That's brilliant. <laughs> I, no, I am too. Sorry, that was a, yeah. cheap, a cheap joke. 
a cheap joke. Right, well, where should we start? Let's see what we've got here. Ah, yeah. Um, now, this is... It's I haven't got a video, but if I play this, uh, then, then we'll have a bit of... A bit of noise from it, and I'll switch to uh, the screen. This is the news of the Modal Craft video at the Craft Synthesizer, which is a new, it's a little semi DIY. I mean, it's not no, there's no construction involved other than snapping it together. And this is the demo I think that uh, Mr. Ty Unwin put together, uh, and it's surprisingly varied sonically. So this is the synth. It's very small. Uh, designed basically to entice you to buy a modal some modal kit before Christmas I mean but as far as we know um, gonna be here in the stores in I think December 15th 14th I believe can I turn that off I don't seem to be able to oh yes I can I can turn it off anyway so that's it this is I mean this Bristol based company um, it's actually really interesting. I, I've got one here as well, which I could just bring in so you can get an idea for scale. So that's it. And it makes a noise. I've got a little bit of pulse width going there for you just to, just to give you a kind of, you know, a sense of pulse width because as everybody knows, that's one of my things, or at least if the internet is to believe, it's the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so um, I'm going to start with you, Ty, because you've presumably had one for a while, and you made the demo, and you kind of got a bit, bit behind the scenes. I mean, what do you think? I've only had it, I had it a few days, that's all. I, I've literally, I, I had it a few days, and th that demo was, um, uh, they literally just, they just wanted a demo, and I, I could literally grab an hour. So that's just an hour of um, some just me multi-tracking it. But, you know, kind of a lot of that was just done. It's all, all the real time, all the parameter changes, all done in real time. And just literally recorded the track, next track, next track, set an alarm for one hour. What was ready at one hour just got mixed down and, and, and that's it. So it kind of proves how um, how easy it is to, to, to use, really. That was the main thing. There's no processing on that. There's no EQ. There's no effects. That's literally straight out of the box. Nice. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you're quite enthusiastic about this because, I mean, you were saying that it had uh, you had a bit of a kind of uh, first synth vibe to it, right? It it was literally, for me, it was like the day I got my first synth. It was like Christmas morning um, getting your first synth. And that, and that, as much as the fact that you could look at it and go, well, it's quite toy-like, you know, it's very, obviously it is what it is. It's basically just five circuit boards stuck together at the end of the day. Uh, and so it feels quite toy. There's no, there's no weight to it. Um, but you do have to just keep saying for the money, you shouldn't be able to get the kind of sounds that you're getting out of it. And there's so much, there's so many things about it that are kind of quite hidden away. Um, quite you know kind of quite strange but you can get some great sounds out of it it's 79 pounds and i mean i mean i said to you before i've been kind of um defending it for on a few places you have to just keep saying for 79 pounds this it, you know it's incredible it's a two oscillator synth that can do weird things i mean you you can get you're going to do a review of it so you you know you can give all the spec and things but you know this is this is something which is going to have an iphone and ipad editor um, you can store 16 patches on it, but obviously using the editor, which gives you full control over everything, including all the envelopes and um, whatever, you can save banks of patches. Um, it's just great, great, great fun. It takes me, it really took me back to my first synth and a four and just 
messing and it's just great fun. And um, yeah. I, the thing that surprised me, and I don't know whether this is psychological, but when you plug it in and listen to it, you go, oh, that sounds really kind of quite large and, and, and fulsome, doesn't it? I know, Gaz, I'm guessing, you know, we did the pocket operators. Very similar kind of vibe, wasn't it? This sort of bare-bones circuit ball with, with protruding buttons and stuff. This is a very similar sort of thing. But um, but from just down the road, from your place. <laughs> Hooray! I think that's very cool. I mean, God, who saw this coming? This is ridiculous, isn't it? In terms of, you know, Modal establishing themselves as one of the premium synthesizer brands, you know, with these fantastic but very expensive keyboards, and then coming out with this Yeah, cheap. talk about both it, ends of the market. <laughs> but it's very similar to what Teenage Engineering did with the OP1. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's very expensive for, you know, or seemingly expensive for, for what it is. And then they bring out the pocket operators. <laughs> but on the subject of the pocket operators, if you took the price of a pocket operator and the, frankly, necessary silicon case, then you're talking about the same price as this. And we're just func- no. functionally, com- comparatively, you know. Yeah. Just so, you know, in terms of sound, I've got the pocket operators and I put the pocket, pocket operators up against this. And there's... Um, I mean, it's very easy to say they're in a different league. It is just DSP at the end of the day. But the depth uh, of sound that you get from this compared to the pocket operators is on a completely different level. You know, the pocket operators are great. They're good fun and they're, they are what they are. But this, in the context of a track, you could get away with, you know, this is a proper synth. The pocket operators, as lovely as they are, they never feel to me like proper synths. They never sound to me like proper synths. They're it's, good for it's, what they it's are. It's hard work to get them to fit to something else. Ab- absolutely. Whereas with this, it's not that not that case at all. These are, you know, these sound like it sounds like a proper synth, and I keep saying that. And also the fact that so, this isn't. Sorry, what are you going to say, guys? Oh well, the MIDI. Well, I, I was jumping the gun a little bit to the to the missing MIDI port. Uh, issue um yeah i think i think that i think that, that yeah but i mean uh, for those who don't it's basically a single usb port uh, you got a headphone out and stereo out the usb provides the power but it's also class compliant i think um probably because of the cost if you stuck midi on there um i mean i think the way it works is whatever it costs at a, a, a basic level say it costs a fiver to put midi on it you multiply that by four by the time it gets into the shops and that's another 20 quid. And if you put more ports on it or whatever, and I guess, you know, so decisions have to be made. But I, I take your point about that, Gaz, for, for sure. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not raging against it myself personally. I'm just thinking uh, is what looks quite interesting is... Is there any hacking points on it though? With it all being exposed, is are they are they doing anything that could suggest you could tap into it anywhere? Um, I can't see anything. Uh, hold on, let me just. I, I no, think I, I think the boards are sandwich boards, so I think all, most of the tracking gotcha. is is inside, Sounds, and because yeah. and it's also because it is DSP. There's there's you know it's not an analog kind of. Analog, I suppose. So you're unlikely to be able to. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would seem to me that if they've got this, if they've got this, and they they throw this out, there there may well be other things to come. I mean, who knows what else they could make if they could make this? Well, yeah. I mean, there is. That's there is. That's the thing. Oh, there is. To me, yeah. If if there was a lot of demand for it with MIDI ports, then make another model with MIDI ports, I suppose. But uh, this. The thing it, it reminded me of, the thing I'd like to sort of mention about, though, I, it, it reminded me of the Waldorf rocket, in a way. 
in concept uh, and certainly in, in terms of the because it transmits and receives its MIDI doesn't it so you can record a performance record all its parameter shifts in MIDI yeah play it all back and then interact with it it's pretty yeah, yeah no that's true I mean it, I, I've been playing around with it and it does spit out MIDI CCs for everything so you that could, you do yeah you, you've got an eight knob MIDI controller then as well haven't you I suppose yeah that's yeah. that's the that's a good point yeah, you can control you can, <laughs> control. you can control soft synth with it as well. Yeah, and and each, and each page. So there's two pages. So it's basically a sixteen. Ah, um, that that is so, my big question. Sort of, because yeah. I haven't seen one in for real. So I've been really puzzled about how you access the second page. How... I, can, I can show you that now, if you like. Ah, so right. here. Here, here, and here. So here, I don't. This is gonna. So that's my sound there. At this level, it's that's cut off. And then if I press the button, and then it goes to the second page. So you now you're on the second bank. Okay. So now you've got you've got LED lights telling you what page you're on. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if there's anything I can do. Oh, that's distortion. I go back to uh, page one. Yeah, that's a full, full distortion. It sounds, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's but, definitely got it's definitely got a, 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 a kind of vibe to it, and it does sound much bigger than you'd expect. I mean, you know, let's not pretend that this is going to replace you know a, full, a fully blown mono synth with all of the the largesse of it, but it definitely no. has a vibe to it. So. And I think as I was as I was saying that. Uh, Apparently, this is going to be the first of... There's going to be a range of these. This is the first one. And I think the thing you also need to uh, know about their choice of USB was obviously the USB side of things means that you can link it in with the iPad or iPhone app, whatever it is, which gives you full editing of every parameter and the saving of patches. But more to the point, if you use it with a little um, hub... Um, you can control multiples of these from one iPad. Ah, okay. So you could you could hook up more than one. So and multiple voices. A guy's is getting excited. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, how much would four of them cost? And then having that, you know, then you're getting into. Well, something. if if there's if there's a way to kind of do overflow, so you can have a four voice and the all the the controls were linked that would be pretty cool and i don't see why that wouldn't be the case because it's after all if it's software Is control it, i suppose it's firmware upgradable as well i would imagine so i mean if it's a usb slot I, but you know it's, it's hard to be uh to be con, uh, totally sure about this i mean i'm guessing I, i've got there's a guy coming over here on friday uh who's going to show me the i because they have that I, I can't get hold of a a, a version of the ios app at and I'm going to see that, so I don't know what to expect yet, and I don't know at what state it is, but I'm assuming it's sort of getting pretty so, close. So why wouldn't anyone want one of these things then at that price? It's crazy, isn't it? They're going to be a big, big success. Yeah, right, well, I, I hope so. I mean, because obviously, you know, a, a company that has large niche products like that, I mean, you know, because they're synthesized, they're full synthesized, the 008, 002, 001, you know, they're expensive. You know, they are expensive and, and, and built to be so. They're not trying to make a can, sort of super cheap. So this is gives a, a different bite of the cherry, I suppose. Can I ask a question to both uh, you and Ty then, Nick? Uh, if you were to, in terms of the uh, design of the synthesizer, you know, the 
the signal flow, whatever. What's mm -hmm. your favorite? What's your favorite thing? What what makes it a little bit special? The synth and that question to both. Interesting. <laughs> you go first, Ty. I'll have a think. <laughs> uh, actually, it's a well. I love the distortion because it's a wave shaping distortion, and uh, it's really dirty as hell, which you know, kind of is is good i like that and and also the delay again it's very very basic and very uh characterful shall we say so the common and also you know the fm on it is incredible it's got fm i mean don't forget all these things that you know as i was going through the parameters you're suddenly going what this, this can do fm and also the, the the you know kind of the um uh, the on um, with the modulation side of things the range of that is enormous you know, there's a lot of range in. in it's a, it's just of, a sing. It's a single modulation bus, though, isn't it? I think, but you can yes, choose. Yeah, it uh, is. Uh, it is. Yeah. So it's a single modulation, but in terms of you know, kind of uh, range and you know, kind of rate and waveform, it's it's fully specced. You know, it's um. Yeah, one thing I liked about it, it's got uh, you can modulate the mix between the oscillators, so you and you can tune the oscillators so that they're detune or that they go into this sort of weird chord mode where they get double, you can get up to eight voices. It's like super saw type of thing as well, which I haven't really explored fully yet. But anyway, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll save some of it for review. But yeah, uh, I, I think the only place you can get it at the moment is Gear for Music uh, in is the it, UK. Is it available now then? Is it available before Christmas? For pre-order. Yeah. I mean, this is the, the great thing about it is you have to say from a marketing point of view, it's available for pre-order now, delivering before Christmas. That's the thing. Wow. You know, they've got it right where, you know, I I said this a couple of weeks ago about the um the new Korg, the little thing. The great product, but the fact that it's not being delivered until after Christmas the means monologue, that they right. were monologue, yeah, they would have lost a lot of kind of Christmas sales, whereas this is available for Christmas. So, you know, it's kind of spot on because this is this is proper anyone that's a synth boy and wants a, you know, it's a great it's a great present. So. Yeah, you can, you can. I think there's a battery pack that you can get with it uh, that allows you to, uh, you know, power it for battery so you can see it on your. Yeah, um, yeah it, December fourteenth, I believe, is the expected uh, drop date. So you know, I mean, and I really, really hope that you know that is all fine because, as we know, some of these things are out of out of your hands. You know, um, the one thing I think it's going to do is change the public perception of Modal as a company, though. I think, it, and, and for the better as well. I think if people maybe th thought that it was quite a elite thing for want of a better description mm. this is you know this this sort of means that it's you know not it's kind of i think it's brilliant if if i make if that makes sense i think it's uh i think it's gonna make modal well it'll certainly you know, get it'll certainly get them recognized and known about as well which is obviously something that's hard to strike because you know we're living in a time when there are lots of synths from lots of major manufacturers and it's quite yeah, hard to get yeah, noticed yeah. so i think it'll serve multiple purposes there i suppose Okay, well, um, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> let's uh, let's move on to uh, our second topic. How do you fancy uh, going to school? Oops, or even going to school? <laughs> I'll press the button again. There we are. This is a cardinal sin of EDM right here. Dive in and say, hey, I'm a trance DJ. And I can hit one note and put a bass drum on it, and that's my tune. This class is just a good primer for anyone wanting to get into the production of electronic music. This can all be done correctly with a minimal amount of software, which is why you can have a kid make a dance hit on a laptop. 
using an SSL G-Series compressor on a dance music kick makes no sense whatsoever. 90% of my time is just goofing around and trying to come up with something. This is a great trailer for, I mean, masterclass.com is suddenly splurging out with all these kind of major celeb uh, teach tutors and teachers. And this is obviously Dead Mouse teaching electronic music production. I think it's 20 plus lessons coming winter 2016 so i'm guessing any time now yeah 90 bucks i'm almost tempted because i just thought what a great trailer irreverent it's not the stuff that i would expect to hear it doesn't look like it's going to be dry it looks like it's going to be quite a lot of fun and i don't know um how you feel about this i mean you know obviously dead mouse is a particular you know is famous for a specific genre and contentious or not but it's it looks like it is certainly keep you on your toes in terms of just what to expect i don't know gaz what are your thoughts about this one uh, he's incredibly charismatic isn't he so <laughs> yeah it does come know, across <laughs> but i wonder if you know i wonder how you'd feel at the end of the course <laughs> whether you know whether <laughs> you, you know that it's quite interesting to spend all that time in his company really so i, I yeah I, i'm quite tempted I'm, I'm i'm intrigued to see uh i mean wow just the glimpses of his studio there it does look a bit wow doesn't it um and is it right that Hans Zimmer has, has done one? Hans Zimmer's just done one as well, and uh, there's Werner Herzog, and they've just announced Gordon Ramsay on cooking. You know, they're really going for... It's it's a very interesting approach where they're taking the biggest name they can find and t presumably talk into it and say, let's go. Because, I mean, I'd imagine a lot of people... These are people going to be buying these, you know, if they're doing gift yeah. vouchers for Christmas, again, you know, great idea. And, uh, you know, for, for little... Son, it's not outrageously expensive. and uh, It's like... It's like what's happened in television, isn't it? With sort of TV series becoming like massive feature films. It's like that for sort of uh, video tutorial series. It oh, is. Wow. Yeah, they really are I, pushing the boat out. I, they really are. And it just, I like the fact that, you know, all of the trailers or a lot of the trailers, if they've got big characters, they're not pulling back on the kind of, you know, the kind of language that they would use. And I, I think that's quite refreshingly honest in a way that you're going to get the flavour of them, not a sort of completely sanitised version. Although I'd imagine if you... It doesn't say under 14 or anything, so I'd imagine if you bought it and it was full of the F word or whatever, mum might not be so happy about that. But, but you know, we'll see if it's a bait and switch thing. I doubt it. I mean, and, and the thing is, yeah, he's got all of that stuff, but he's obviously got some very strong ideas on how to do things. There, there, there's a bit later on in the video where he's just sort of moving notes around on a grid going... I hate this. I wish I could play. This is my life. I absolutely hate it. But but that honesty is actually kind of appreciated. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Ty? You're looking sort of thoughtful there. Is that the sort of thing that you could imagine uh, uh, um, having a bit of fun with? I mean, it looks like a laugh, even if you might not learn, you know, everything you need to know. I think I think the idea of it is is fantastic because, you know, I think the idea of learning from someone who's at the top of their game and as long as you kind of approach it from the right way, which is essentially you're kind of hoping that as, as much as telling you what to do, um, they're essentially telling you what not to do, which is more important to be fair, because the what to do bit is the bit that should come from you and should come from your creativity and what, do you know what I mean? You, the way you approach it and what yeah. makes you, you makes you give you your voice, but them telling you mistakes they've made or even just giving you ideas or tips or that, that is fantastic. And I think we all wish that when we were younger, that we had something like that to, to, to draw from because we basically didn't. And, um, so the idea of, of I mean, you know, I, I sometimes have to give lectures on doing what I do and it's no different, you know, to this, except these are people at the top of their game and, and have real, 
presence and as you say characterful which makes it entertaining because if it was if it was boring and droll you know droll to to watch you'd get bored of this and you wouldn't be drawn in so the fact that he's outgoing and and, and personable and whatever is 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 great you know that's so i think the idea of it's good dead mouse itself i mean he does nothing for me whatsoever and there's nothing whatever whatsoever i want to learn from him but um the hans zimmer one um well, no, there isn't. There's nothing from the Hans Zimmer one. Absolutely, you know, Hans Zimmer, in, in terms of what I do, is a god. And um, to, you know, whether you love him or hate him, he's got something right. And so, yeah, if 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 you know they're doing all these different genres, I think it's a fantastic idea. And I think that um, anyone that if it draws something out of them that they wouldn't have been drawn out of them before, that's you know, it's good. And as you say, it's Christmas. What a great idea. It is. It's so, interesting that, that both him and Hans Zimmer uh, trailers kind of allude to the fact that you know you don't need. You know, Hans Zimmer says, you know, I've got all this stuff, but actually, I could, I just need anything that will make a noise. You know, I like to compose in D, so I'll just do that. You know, and it, I, I like that, and, and I think the Werner Herzog thing, although it's about filmmaking, is the same thing. It's like you only need a couple of weeks to know how to make a film. You know, whether or not you can is another matter. But you know, absolutely. And I just thought, yeah. what a, you know, it, it's not, it's sort of demystification, I suppose, because it's in, in, in many ways, it's in the the, the professional's interest to try and keep this sort of elusive and this sort of, well, it's something special and magic that only I have, which, of course, they do have something special and magic, but the fact that they will then talk about it and kind of be honest. But they don't. This is the thing. I mean, it's, you know, this is not rocket science. It's not rocket science. I've spent years telling people that doing what I do, doing what, you know, people that write film, writing dance music, all this kind of thing, writing music generally it is not rocket science it really isn't you need to have an idea you need to have a means of getting that idea out of you and you need to try and do something that's you that's coming from within you not something that's superimposed and you feel you should be doing because that's the thing to do and you know there there are the fact that exactly as he you know dead mouse said on this he wishes he was a player he can't play of course from my point of view i'm sitting there thinking oh for god's sake just learned you know it frustrates me thinking, <laughs> but then, but then you're going. But do you know what? The fact that he can't play, the fact that he's not a player, means that that's he's developed his style around that, and that will then shape his music. And whether that music works for me or doesn't work for me is completely irrelevant. The fact that that's his style, he and he's developed that by not playing. And you know, Hans Zimmer's always made it clear that he's not, uh, he's not a trained musician. You know, people like Vangelis is he's not a trained musician and they have their way of approaching it. But all of this thing, I hate the idea that people do keep this, you know, we're on a pedestal. We make money out of music. We know what we're doing. We can do things that you can't do. It's all crap. If people really, <laughs> do, it's, if people really want to and they're willing to learn and willing to listen and willing to work hard, everyone can do it. Oh, hold on. I'm just trying to... There we go. If I can get Ty back. There we go. Sorry, Ty. I just got a chat. No, at that, and I think you've got an absolutely fair point about that. And yeah, good on them. And I, I just think this is a really interesting column. You know, they've got big stars in a lot of these uh, things. I'll just show you. This is masterclass.com. This is the Dead Mouse Teaches Electronic Music Production. Uh, I, it's gone past. I don't remember who said in the chat room that it starts on December the 18th. And uh, you get a uh, classwork book video lessons office hours i think that 
certain students will get evaluated by the man himself and so there'll be a kind of critique of that which is you know is a good idea they never expired oh yeah here we go there's Hans Zimmer's one Aaron Sorkin Werner Herzog and uh, I, th- I think I also saw there was a, like a Christine Aguilera um, singing one which it's like oh that's really interesting because you only ever see the polished sort of uh, video version of Christine Aguilera you don't get to see her as a person saying I like to do things like this and, and that's the thing that I find interesting about all of these courses I don't know Ty maybe you'll get a call from masterclass.com I'd love to see you do one Yay! as well that would be awesome <laughs> yeah maybe i don't care I, but yeah are you tempted i mean i'm tempted to write to the pr company and say can i have a code because i really like to see it yeah yeah but we should be doing we should be making stuff like this i reckon we could do it we could do it. yeah not quite as big a pull as dead man yeah. perhaps or uh yeah. or gordon ramsay but... No, but, no but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think it'd be great 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 to do big in-depth series that'd be really good fun cool all right well uh masterclass.com is where you go to get all of that stuff uh there's a variety of things i mean i I think you could quite easily impulse buy quite a lot of stuff there and spend you know a lot of time just going through it because i it it, i don't know what the quality of the content is like it's hard to tell from the trailer it looks like the intent and the sort of vibe of it is going to be really informative across all of their things so i'm hoping that that be the case but very high production values as well and the the two guys behind it are uh, a kind of you know silicon valley uh sold an internet company and now do this kind of guys you know so they clearly know what they're doing and got the right people involved anyway let's take a break and uh just uh enjoy neutron This is Isotope's Neutron. It's uh, the mixing suite and sort of adaptive... ...analysis for checking which frequencies are overlapping and making decisions based on, you know, where you could tweak things to clean up and open out your mix. then offer you suggestions on what to put on you know bass tracks or guitar tracks or vocal tracks or drum tracks that side of things as well and from what we hear from people who've used it they they really say it's actually quite impressive and really does help quite a lot of course you can check this out yourself at isotope.com forward slash neutron right there Anyway, thank you very much for them as a sponsor. In fact, uh, we have a competition uh, for... Uh, we ran one last week. It's the first of the Neutron competitions where I forgot what the hashtag was, or the second, rather. And we have a winner who's called uh, Mr. Deadbauch Music. Uh, on Twitter, he's called at Mr. Underscore Deadbauch, D-E-B-A-U-C-H. He tweeted uh, the hashtag Neutron to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And he said, looks great, or rather sounds great. So, uh, well, now you'll find out because you will be getting a copy. All you've got to do is get in touch with your email address and we'll pass it on to the kind folks at Isotope. And that will be yours. And we also have another competition this week, which is, uh, again, to win Isotope's Neutron. All you need to do is tweet. There are two hashtags this week, as I discovered. It makes it much easier to find a winner. Uh, the Mix Fixer, one word, and the hashtag Neutron. So the hashtag The Mix Fixer, one word, and the hashtag Neutron. So at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And you'll be entered into the competition and you'll be able to pick up a copy. Uh, we'll pick the one next week. So um, 
want to say thank you very much to Isotope for sponsoring the show. Very much appreciated. Right, what's the next thing that we've got? Ah, yeah, here we go. This is the new Keith Macmillan Keyboard Pro 4. This is Keyboard Pro 4, a new generation of keyboard for the future of music. Keyboard Pro 4 combines a traditional keyboard layout with advanced smart fabric sensor technology, making it immediately playable while providing an expanded range of expressive possibilities. I won't play the whole video, but this is again, you know, it's 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 more kind of grist to the 5D MPE mill. But this uh, is in a more familiar format. I mean, it's still got that kind of uh, roly style kind of flat keyboard with pressure sensitive. They use their uh, their specific fabric, their special fabric. And Keith McMillan has been using this for in their controls for a while. And this one looks to me it's um, a little bit more approachable instantly because, you know, you've got a more familiar layout. And I don't know if anyone's played one of these. Uh, perhaps I'll get your thoughts on this first because I know, uh, Ty, you, you you know, you love the Roly larger format stuff. So I'm just curious to know what you think about this. Does this look like something that would be of interest? Um, if I didn't have the Roly stuff, I think it probably would. I mean, I, look, I really like Keith McMillan stuff. Um, well, you know I like the Keith McMillan stuff. I've got... I've got um, all their products so far and i've ordered the bot pad or whatever it is and so they for me they make good stuff and this looks this looks good um it doesn't have some of the things that i really like about the about the roly stuff um but i think uh getting this mp out mpe out to a wider world and getting people kind of used to the fact that this is an, an alternative controller and an alternative way of looking at things in a format, as you say, which is familiar, you know, kind of a traditional kind of keyboard shape and spacing. I think it's, you know, it's great. I think it's, again, it just, it's what I was talking about before. It just means that people can do something that, which is their own and something that's a bit different and non-traditional. So I think it looks a great product and, and you know, the Keith McMillan stuff, they, they make good products. So I'm sure it will be great. Yeah, I've got a picture of it here. Uh, it's obviously sort of standard-looking keyboard layout, but you've got these additional four controllers on the top, and obviously the pressure, the position, the X, Y, and all of those things. I don't know if it does release velocity or not. I'm not sure. I know, Gaz, is this something that... I'm mean, Because previous Keith McMillan stuff, you know, some of it's very utilitarian and really, really great, and some of it, like the Q, uh, the Q Nexus, was it, was it the Q-Neo? The, 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 it's, it sort of feels a bit harder to integrate somehow, and this looks like a, a bit of a no-brainer if you're in that market, because I think uh, it's going to be around about four, four fifty bucks. That's what it looks like on the Kickstarter anyway, because it's, once again, a Kickstarter. Okay, so it's the cheaper entry points than the, the smallest ro roly rise. Yeah, uh, yeah. By a couple of hundred dollars, I suppose. Uh, okay, so, uh, and, yeah, quite a bit cheaper than the... Because there's a new instrument as well, isn't there? A, a smaller format instrument. Yeah, that's like true. That, that's uh, that's still, a, you know, a little bit more. Uh, it's a funny-looking thing, isn't it? The, 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 like, the handles, it's... It, I wonder why they've gone for that design. Because I think that... It's an odd-looking thing. I haven't quite decided if I like the look of it yet. I don't think uh, it matters too much. I mean, you could always you could put your pencils in that side bit. You could, uh, you I, know, put your small change. I don't know. You I could hang things quite, off it. Your your modular leads. But it just seems strange to make it that that bit bigger. You know, 
for for a portable thing. Um, I guess single piece frame probably makes it more robust, more solid, without right. having to have so yeah. much more mass to it. I'm sure there's yeah, probably sure. a design reason for it, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I think it's just it's just uh, seeing one in the flesh would probably make a lot more sense as well. I think. It's, yeah, uh, I, well, I have. I, you, I there was one at Nam uh, beginning of the year, and I played around with it, and it felt actually quite um, easy. It was an easy to adapt thing because the spacing of the keys feels very same I, mean, I don't know if it's exactly the same as a standard set of keys it, and obviously you've got the familiar layout and you don't have to kind of think so much about about it, it it's still got that kind of uh, tactile mm. it's not it's not as uh, squidgy as the roly um but it means that because the thing that i find with the roly and you see when people play it they don't play it like that so much because when you do that it kind of rides up whereas this it doesn't because it's not as flexible so maybe that makes it a little easier to do that that kind of movement on it uh, if you're if you're used to playing keys in a standard way, which is you know like that rather than like that. Uh, and it felt quite adaptive, although I you know I didn't get an awful lot of time with it. But I thought, oh, this is, looks really interesting. And the Kickstarter is uh, they started it um, not that long ago actually, and they're already four fifths of the way to doing wow. it with the twenty seven days to go. And it, I think that the, the first. The, the 400 buck ones have gone. Uh, there's still 450 ones and 500, 500 ones. So it goes up the more you kind of, you wait. But it's still not, I mean, it doesn't seem, for, I, I think the Roly Seaboard Rise 25, or is it the 49? Uh, the 25, I think, is is about, I think that's actually quite a lot more, isn't it? The Rise, uh, Seaboard Rise hmm. 25. Let me see. I'll see if I can find the pricing for it. I think it's... Yeah. It's six four nine UK, so that's going to be somewhere in the region of seven or eight hundred dollars. So it's like maybe two or three hundred dollars more than the uh, than the Roly, but again, a different thing. And and, and again, it would be nice to know. I don't know about the connectivity because uh, a lot of the Keith Mumbling stuff has that breakout, the host port, so you can put actual MIDI ports on it. So it's not just limited to a USB connection to you know your host computer or or software or whatever. Yeah, I, I would guarantee they would use that little. The little breakout points they because that works with most of their products now doesn't it um but uh yeah i think this is that price point is really good and just as you're saying before this thing about mpe uh becoming just really established and for for it to really become a, a new standard manufacturers need to start you know accommodating for it in their products and uh to the more devices there are which are uh, mpe compatible will kind of hopefully speed up that process as well which uh, i think you know it's good, good yeah. thing for well, the, 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 the one thing that I should mention is uh, I, I did the Softube modular review and uh, I did a bunch of sounds. And in the meantime that that came out, there was a uh, Seaboard Rise interface module, which means that you can plug that into MIDI controllers and, to, you know, certainly within the Softube. And that starts to open it outside of the kind of the Roly software, uh, such as Equator and what have you. And it takes it into that world. But the, uh, just looking at this, uh, I was a bit, it doesn't look like there are multiple zones, which would be really awesome if you could split the keyboard, perhaps, and have different uh, uh, things going on, you know, X and Y axis, because then you could use it. I mean, that would make it, even if it was just a dual split, that would make it really, really, really useful, I think. But maybe I'm just not seeing everything there, because that's only one screenshot. So th there's a lot of potential there. And I think, you know, it's it's definitely i guess we'll have to see it at nam and i'll try and get to play a bit more on it and i don't know when they're looking to deliver let's have a look let's see i'll just go back to the web page where where's it likely to be delivered uh let's see uh hmm. i can't see that there 
uh, uh, September 2017. Oh, that's, wow. some, that's actually some way off, isn't it? So uh, that's a bit disappointing. I think, yeah. are they all, some, yeah, they're all September. So we're nearly a year off or, or certainly they, 10 months. I think they may have learnt, though, from previous Kickstarters of uh, they were quite late delivering the Cuneo, I seem to remember. So they oh, probably, right. you know, I think they probably <laughs> have to manage expectations better now. By well, it's interesting because we've seen, I mean, I've seen a prototype or, or certainly a working thing and there is something in existence. I suppose there are probably still, you know, when you're working with something that's non-standard, the, the, the bulk manufacturer becomes more challenging because you're dealing with something that factories aren't necessarily set up to, to stamp out out of the box. I think this is the massive case with Kickstarter across the board with lots of different products in different you know, categories. That, that very thing, you know, the idealistic idea of it, as soon as they try to bulk, ramp up to meet it, all sorts of problems happen. So oh, I, 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 think, I, I think it's a positive thing that they're setting dates yeah. realistically. Sorry, time? No, I was just going to say, I was just agreeing with Gaz. I've kind of stopped because uh, I did a lot of Indiegogo and Kickstarter things. Um, I've kind of stopped recently because the, uh, the date they're promised for delivery and the actual delivery <laughs> sometimes so unbelievably out yes yeah, it's, it's not the sort of thing that you you'd back in time for a tour that you needed that particular no. piece of equipment for right? there were things there were things that i backed two almost three years ago that were meant to be there within six months that still haven't appeared yet you know it's that kind of thing i mean you know like or two two years over where you're meant to get them and uh but you just keep getting emails every month saying we're really sorry but so i've kind of um I've kind of pulled back a bit from, from them because, as you say. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I should anyway. just point out in the chat room we're being asked uh, why, why does everything have to be spongy and no moving parts? And I'm, I, I would suggest that the reason is, I mean, you know, if you buy a regular keyboard with aftertouch, adds an enormous amount because each key has to have a separate sensor that's got moving parts to it. As soon as you start adding moving parts to everything, it becomes way, way more expensive, especially if you're thinking, you know, kind of left, right and and up, down and all of those other things that are happening. I don't think this has release velocity. That's the one thing it doesn't have. But that's not necessarily the end of the world. But uh, we wish them a great deal of luck. And because, uh, you know, Keith McMillan stuff is really good and really useful. And, and for a lot of people, it, it just it fills that hole that means, you know, you can't, you can't do it any other way. That you see those, uh, is it the Q Nexus keyboards everywhere now? People are using those for modules because they've got CV output. They're, I'm, I'm tempted to get one of those just because it's a really quick way to plug in CV control into a modular system. And, and I think they've sold a lot of those, and I think that's been very successful for them. Anyway, let's move on. Um, uh, I have another video here. This is a new, yeah. We've been asked to to, to talk about this uh, several weeks in a row. So for all of those people who've been asking for it, here it is. This kind of looks a bit like a circuit on steroids. It's a grid-based uh, synth and sample engine built in hardware with a grid-based system plus also additional rotary controls, sample playback, 64 megs of RAM, I think it's got an up to 32 gig SD card, so you could run, I mean, I'm thinking you could run this as the heart of a live system and just trigger loops or trigger backing tracks or whatever, I don't know, we'd have to uh, explore that, but it's also got a cool a synth engine as well, again, DSP, New Zealand company as well, which is unusual. 
and it's called uh, it's the Synthstrom Audible Deluge. Deluge is the model number. Synthstrom Audio Audible uh, is the company. I'm going to come to you first, Gaz, because. Uh, you know, we're, we've been talking about Circuit, we're doing an update to Circuit, and this is very much in the Circuit mould, but Circuit doesn't have that level of manipulation and sample RAM and those things. I mean, does this look interesting to you? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a really cool little demo there. I really like the piece of music that they were playing in it. Um, and, and I think that's indicative of the sort of music that you'd make on it, which is, it seems to have uh, that really good... Uh, uh, through the you know down the rabbit hole kind of thing where you can really die like you can do quite cool sample manipulation with it can't yeah you? there's another video where it really starts to get into kind of almost granular world and that's the one that really took maybe took a yeah. notice because the synth demos i've been hearing so far haven't really done much for me but the sample manipulation that was like oh now that sounds cool uh did you know there's something about that form factor as well i mean the circuit uh, last night i had a i did I had a terrific sort of, you know, journey with the circuit, just headphones. Um, here it is. Uh, uh, ba- well, actually, on batteries as well, you know, headphones, just sitting with it. And uh, this looks like that that workflow would work really, really nicely. It's going to be a completely different workflow as well. I'd imagine so, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's got more. Uh, well, if we, if we just go, it's got more uh, a, a wider grid, so it's sixteen by eight plus this little row of uh, eight by two. Plus, it's got these knobs on it, which uh, at the moment are kind of knurled. Uh, those delightful sort of knurled metal ones, at least as far as I can tell. Uh, uh, and it all looks like it's got gate and CV out. Oh, I've just spotted that MIDI in and out. Uh, only a stereo output by the looks of things. USB. And a built-in mic as well. So kind of quite a lot of features there. Ooh, built-in mic, yeah. So you can sample directly into it. I guess so, mic. yeah. Uh, want, want. Ah, already. Okay, that's it, is it? <laughs> so you can sample your beard scratches and what have you. Make a nice kielbasa, that, I'd imagine. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, um, you can pre-order this thing. Uh, I think the pre-order's shut on... Uh, 25th of November at midnight uh, looks like it's around because they're, they're doing a kind of we need to get critical mass and then we'll build a load because uh, obviously they have to again buy you know, a small company buy the, order the right number of parts and all that sort of thing 780 US but US dollars which to me doesn't actually seem all that expensive I don't know what you think Ty <laughs> are you trying <laughs> well um, do you know this? This actually made me realise that something has changed in my life when I when I looked at this because, you know, I mean, I was uh, I was I came late. I've said this several times. I came late to the door um, world, and uh, I was, you know, it was all hardware sequences for me. And um, so initially, I looked at this and thought. Wow, great! You know this is this is looking good. And then exactly like you said, Nick, um, the synth side of things, sound-wise, I just thought, well, no, 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 this is this isn't sounding that great. But the sampling side of things, you think, okay, that's interesting. And then I watched the the demo they did with the sampling, and then thought, oh yeah, this is sounding interesting. And then realised that all they were actually doing was changing the loop time 
which we all used to do with hardware samplers. So they're in the, the loop time down to, you know, kind of pitched um, and then filtering that and sticking it through some delay. So all of a sudden I kind of lost interest in that side of things. But what it really did for me was made me realize that I've got old. And the reason it made me realize this was, do you remember when we were kids? Do you remember when we were younger? younger and our parents would try and operate the VHS. And do you remember they couldn't figure out how to work out the video recorder? And it was down to us to be sitting there going, oh, mom, dad, you just do this and you press this and you double press this and you press this button three times and you choose the date and then you... Do you remember we could do yeah, that? Yeah, and yeah. They, yes, I know what you they mean. Just going, okay, we'll leave, it, we'll leave it to him. And I looked at this and when they were doing the demos of, you know, kind of you press this button and then you, you know, kind of you're now on this page, although there's nothing to say you're on that page apart from a little red LED somewhere that all of a sudden you're on this page and you're now in triplet mode, although the only reason you know you're at triplet, triplet mode is this other little light is lit. It's got so many multiple pages with you know kind of controllers going up the right which assign this to the left and on this whole matrix thing and i just thought you know what life is too short to be <laughs> learning all of these different combinations of this colored light when it's little with this little light here mainly because because in terms of um screen you've basically got a very basic led at the at the top um, and you've just got the, the lights down the side. I mean, mm. as you can see there in that picture. So there's no proper LCD, um, and you're having to just completely learn it. <laughs> yes, this is the point, though, isn't it? Well, you know, you, you're, you're actually right, Gaz. I'll, I'll tell you why. I, uh, on Monday, I did an interview with Clayton Seldweller, a big uh, guy on YouTube, lots and lots of followers. Does you know? He's got a very broad. He's got several big musical projects. Some are sort of more metally kind of uh, uh, industrial rock, uh, rock, rock metal kind of stuff. Lots of synths. He's mad on synthesizers. And um, one thing that he said, which I thought was really interesting, which was kind of in many ways the opposite of what you're saying, is what he likes to do is get things he doesn't know how to use because it forces him to be creative in a way that he wouldn't ordinarily be creative because, you know, he's had to do that. And I, I guess that's maybe the difference. I don't know. Now, that I totally agree with. That I totally agree with that concept. Absolutely. Because there are things that I've bought that I haven't got a clue how they worked. I, I bought a, not just electronic instruments. I mean, I bought an Eigenharp. Yay! You know, I mean, I've got a Tenorion that still to this day, I can't really figure out what, how some of the menus m menus work. Uh, I bought acoustic instruments. I bought a mandolin. I can't play the blinking mandolin. <laughs> I imagine that'd be really hard, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I mean, I've bought, I've bought, you know, kind of different ethnic instruments. I haven't got a clue how they play, but they take it out of your comfort zone and you do something new and something original. Now, that, I get all of that. You're absolutely right. What I don't get with this is the fact that you're learning all these different button approaches and all this kind of thing. And But I'm not, I couldn't get what this was doing that you couldn't do with other things in a lot clearer and an and easier kind of a kind of way all the sampling things that isn't impressive it sounded quite nice what they were doing but you can do that on any half decent hardware sampler the the fact the synth sounds really don't sound that great the filter doesn't sound that great 
And I like I love the idea that exactly as you say, this is an up and coming New Zealand company. You know, New Zealand is a beautiful country, but they're not known for their manufacturing. So I really love that idea about it. But for me personally, it's just someone actually put on the forum. It's the kind of it's the gaming philosophy where you're learning. Yeah, combinations yeah, yeah, of- yeah, I suppose. Yeah. This, the thing is, I, I like this, though. I'm into this sort of thing. And I think there is a, a big thing to be said for everything that you're saying. But as as as, as, as a positive, positive. yeah, fine. You know, that's that's fantastic. I mean, I get accused with this, you know, going back to the Roly thing. You know, I get people turning around and going, well, you know, you've got to kind of I keep saying it's a good thing that you have to learn as an instrument. Again, you have to learn how to play. You have to. I see that as a positive. I don't see just pressing lots of buttons and learning all the combination as a positive, but obviously for Gaz, he does. And, and that's, that's great. That's fantastic. But I, it, I think, uh, I think it is one of these things. So, you know, um, you can't get, you can't check your Facebook on it. You know, that's that, that whole kind of, you're in, in single purpose. Yes. Yeah, a purpose machine sing- for the purpose. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm quite hopeful that this thing has got a little bit of a, a, a punky kind of quality to it that they're going it looks better than that i mean it, but yes i know what you mean i think the thing is that part of the problem is you know it's trying to do lots of complex things i mean the grid paradigm we we understand more because there's been a lot of them around but there's things that are in os paradigms you get the danger and it happened with the the casio wk whatever it was you know sound the features are astonishing the sound was okay but the capabilities are amazing but because it's an unfamiliar OS, you get frustrated because you think, oh, I expect I'd press shift and this. It's like, no, you don't. You do something else that you'd never heard of a way of doing it. Or the voice structure is some completely unfamiliar. And that's hard to get going on, I suppose. And, and, and I think that's the difficulty with newer companies. They don't necessarily have the knowledge of those GUIs and those workflows, which means it's easier to pick up for people with some experience in using you know this the- kind of stuff. If the thing is, if this was your only instrument or this was your starting point, if this was, you know, you had this and maybe a couple of the synth and you could dedicate the time to learning how to use it a bit, a bit in a way like some of the electron stuff. You know, if you if you can dedicate the time to learning it and I'm sure you could get some great results out of this. And I'm sure that this could be the absolute centerpiece of your studio and and would be wonderful. Well, I like I like the idea of this, that it is standalone and it will play back a lot of sample stuff, because I think, you know, that would be good for for live stuff, too. Absolutely. But bearing in mind, so I was brought up with MPCs that were exactly that. You know, but the MPC was the center of my world for a long, 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 long time with since flying off it. So I, I'm very open to that. But from my point of view, if if they had bought out this product with a traditional LCD, with traditional idea of pages of, you know, kind of you kind of knew you could just look at it and know straight away where you were or what mode you're in or, or you know, what you were doing, were you sampling, were you, you know, all this if you could if it if it visually was more what i would call traditional then i would have a lot 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 more time for it okay. but i think the the problem i have with it is there's just this kind of movement at the moment to try and make everything have as few as fewer you know kind of lcds which means that you're having to translate from 
whatever combination of particular lights on the grid are lit up at that moment tells you where you are. And uh, I think it's, I really, you know, you know th there is that thing though of conquering a piece of kit. And when you start getting the muscle memory, then w once that stuff starts to pay dividends is when it all happens like instantly, doo -doo -doo, you know, cause you've become, you've managed to put the time in as you say. But I think that I, I find that attractive and I really like that movement away from screens, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've got the analog four by here and that obviously got a lot of criticism because of the very, very small display. Uh, and Electron was saying, well, it's not so much about the screen. It's just kind of there. Uh, and it's true. The screen is you. You're not fixated on the screen. The screen after you've the, learned how it works. Yeah. But it is the time. And yeah. And this this thing, I've put a lot of time into it now, and I only feel like I'm only ever so scratching the surface on it. But uh, so it's it's a completely valid point about the amount of time these things take. But I I, I do actually like you to enjoy that you more. enjoy that process. Uh, yeah, and also just but as I say, when it pays the dividends, you know, it, that's when it sort of sort of is so much faster than say like a door based way of working just because click 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 you know you're yeah. doing yeah, yeah, yeah. really fast stuff i, I think I, I think i can totally understand that and i think and i think that's where you get this kind of this mix because obviously ty is a professional working musician hasn't necessarily got time to to do that so therefore it becomes less of a priority to kind of learn you know new synthesizers you know you've got the existing paradigm and there may be characteristics or methods within the rough shape of it that you can then manipulate and take it in different directions but you're talking you're starting from you know essentially the same language whereas something like this i suppose uh, although it's not fair to single this out specifically something like this something which is very unfamiliar is a bit like going to a country and not being able to speak a word of the language and trying to get by <laughs> right are exactly exactly right you've hit the nail on the head and it's it is a personal <laughs> thing and i also though will take a step back to when i was the age i was where i was programming the vhs for my mom and dad i would probably have loved this and loved the idea of giving the time to learn it and it becoming part of you know my world so it is i honestly think the whole vhs analogy is you know a crap one but i think there's a lot to be said to it i think i'm just too old really that's basically but, uh, it I, I mean just as a side note it's interesting isn't it because as you know societally you know we all have less time i mean that's not just about our age but no matter where you are in your career you know the the, t the the pressure to put the hours in to work enough to be able to afford your flat in london where you like to go to gigs or whatever it may be means you have less time to devote just to sort of you know whether it be gaming or whatever it may be. I mean, it must be the same in games. There are paradigms within games that if somebody comes up with a big blockbuster game, but all the controls are different and people are just going to go, oh, I haven't got time for that. I just want to play the game. You know, you end up you're in danger of getting... And, and again, this is not a criticism of the synthstrom at all. It's just, generally speaking, you know, that is a problem because we all have actually less leisure time and less time yeah. to put into these things. So that, that that must be something that's constantly changing. Hence the, you know, the, the, the rise of iOS where everything is isomorphic, very simple. You know, generally speaking, once you've got the rough gist of it, it all have the same user experience across different apps and all that sort of stuff. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm I'm not a gamer, but uh, you know, I used to I used to like playing video games just like anyone else did. And then last Christmas, I bought a PS4 with a whole load of games, 
And I think it's probably got in the last year about one hour's use for no other reason than as I'm reading through the manuals and it's saying press X with O zero combination standing on your head with the wind in the right direction. And yeah, I, I was just looking going, what, you know, and it's not for me. It's, it's another world. So it's just sat there and, and, you know, unloved, unused. And I know for a fact that I, I like the idea of this as a, an instrument, but it would sit there unloved and unused. So it's, you know, <laughs> uh, so that's what you won't be. You won't be a 25th of this. Is the, for those who've maybe just come in, this is a synth, synth strom audible deluge, which is this thing here, which is uh, the, the, the pre-orders are shutting on midnight on the 25th of um, uh, November. But anyway, yeah, all very interesting points, but an interesting idea about why these things are more difficult to adopt as well. Okay, I mean, I think that uh, we did have another topic, but I think I probably got to knock it on the head now because I've got to shoot off and do some other stuff. But um, guys, it's been a pleasure as ever having both of you on board. I should quickly, before uh, before I wrap up, just say uh, thank you very much to Isotope for sponsoring the show. Don't forget, if you want to join in the fun and uh, have a chance to win Isotope's Neuron, Neutron, sorry, uh, you want to tweet the hashtag TheMixFixer and the hashtag Neutron. The MixFixer is one word, the hashtag TheMixFixer and the hashtag Neutron. To, that's N-E-U-T-R-O-N, if in case you're listening audio only, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And it uh, just remains to me to say thank you very much to you both for joining us. Gaz, thank you for joining us. I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow at some point um, when we can uh, resume our journey into the Novation circuit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, uh, yeah, look forward to that. It's good. Yeah, so thanks everyone you're yeah. welcome and also uh, mr ty Owen, thank you too i hope this has proved a short distraction from your uh, your day job and you've maybe even got a couple of hours free to make some scones yeah. or something <laughs> yeah because that's me that's what i do yeah. uh, no it's been great it's always is so yeah thanks for that Thank you very much, guys. Uh, very much fun. Uh, just to say, uh, coming up on Sonic Talk, we've got the uh, Sonic State. We've got the, uh, if you haven't seen it, check out the OB6 desktop review. We've also got the uh, Cell Dweller interview, which will be coming up soon. Uh, I, I'm going to take a look at the modal craft synth, which I've got here. Uh, that will be coming up in a few days. Uh, and we've also got a, a, a quite an in-depth uh, series on how to use Isotope RX from a dialogue editing point of view, which is really interesting. And there's going to be a competition attached to that as well. Lots of stuff coming. So please do stay tuned. That's it for this week. That was Sonic Talk uh, number two, 472. <laughs> See you next time.